Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 175. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. I'm so excited for today. There's a couple of reasons. One, mm-hmm. we have new things, like this screen, where you get to see Clint's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> I'm so excited. You get to officially well, second see reason. me. Second reason is, uh, I don't know, man, just a good day today. Decided <laughs> to do a podcast. <laughs> He definitely made it seem like there was a specific reason. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to Real Talk. What's the purpose? What is Real Talk? Well, Real Talk is an opportunity. A, dare I say, <sighs> opportunity. <laughs> we talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We certainly don't pretend to be honest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, we do not pretend, Okay. We don't pretend to be honest because we are honest. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Why did I say that? I don't know. It's awesome. Uh, We don't promise to have all the answers, um, (laughs) but we promise to be honest and give you our best uh, thoughts on things. So, Oh, yeah. um, We're just a bunch of guys. Listen, this isn't church. You guys need to go find a church. If you're a believer out there and you've come to us over and over, that's awesome. We love it. And we'll still be here. But you need to find a church to get plugged into. These are not Mm. sermons. You know, these are not messages. Right. Um, this is a podcast sponsored by a church. It is not a church. That's I think good, it's man. It's important to bring that out because, you know, sometimes this, what we do and say can bring, <laughs> you can offend people, you know, at times. Sometimes rightfully so and sometimes not. Um, sure. And that can come on the church, so we need to keep that separate, you know. There's a whole group of people that, that have nothing to do with the show. Absolutely. They, the, the church supports it because it is a ministry, and we've helped a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, people get questions. Um, people, I mean, get questions answered, grow in their faith, et cetera. So That's I right. just want to point that out. So what is Real Talk again? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. There is a link somewhere in the description of this podcast or video, wherever you're watching it. Um, the link may not be active. I never know how that works, but you copy and paste it, put it into your browser at www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L. That's www remnant.life slash real dash talk. Click the link, follow the instructions, go down, fill out your question, comment. You can put an article in there. It goes into our database instantaneously and anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. That means Boom. right away, and we don't know who you are. That's right. So we'll never know, ever. That's the gist of it. We've been here, I don't know, we've been doing this for a couple years now, right? Oh, yeah, man. Probably closer to three. Three years? I think so. I think it was 19. 175 episodes, man. That's right, dude. And so, I th- was it, was it, was it? Like December of 2018, it was definitely cold. I remember that because we were wearing jackets. Yep, wearing jackets. I miss my jean jacket. It, it was right around the time I came. So 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense then. Wow. Wow. Four years in. 18 to 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's insane. So uh, that's it. That's the gist of the show. Um, gist complete. I think that's it, yeah. right? That's pretty much all I need. We have a lot of good questions today. That's exciting. Uh, <laughs> We keep saying we're going to get to these uh, articles. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We've got a lot of questions. I think they're pretty good today. Got a good mix. Questions have been rolling in. Yes, they have. They've been rolling in. Keep rolling and rolling. All right. Well, AJ says explain and give the link. I did that. Mm -hmm. Hype the fundraiser. So, y'all, I have some exciting news. This week, we have only a couple things left to complete here. Uh One is just a we're trying to figure out. 
The pay thing? Yep. Yeah, I heard that, and I have questions about that. We'll talk later. Yep, so there's that, and then uh, just Meaning finishing how you guys up, can donate. Yes, and then just finishing up uh, our logo, which I'm excited for you guys to see because it's absolutely ridiculous. But um, after that, man, we should be going live with this fundraiser for my hair and my face, so this is very exciting. So stay tuned. We're hoping for this week that you guys will be able to donate to make my hair look insane. <laughs> with, <clears throat> with all the proceeds going back to the show. That's right, man. Excitement. So, Cool stuff. All right. Well, AJ, do you have anything you want to share about your life? How are things going? Let's see. I mean, I should have wrote stuff down because I did have something. <laughs> and that proves to you that this show is unscripted. 100%. Um, hmm. So, man, I don't, I don't want to just, like, try to, like, come up with it on the spot. Dang it. I don't remember. So you don't have anything. I guess I don't have anything this week because I okay. can't think of what. I had that something happens. specific, and I don't have it. should have wrote it down. My bad, y'all. This has been a really great start to the show this week. <laughs> there's been several times, I'm going to be honest with you, where I said, cut, let's redo this. But at this point, I suppose there's no... We're live. <laughs> to do that. We're already down the river. We're going down the river. I just view this show as a precursor for whenever Real Talk Live comes back. Yeah, because we, we... you can't restart then. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. That's we'll do it live. <laughs> so that'll come someday. Mm-hmm. The, 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 for those that don't know, we used to do this show live, okay, this mm-hmm. podcast in a way, and it would be on Facebook primarily. Did we do YouTube at the same time? Towards the end, we yeah, started yeah, on YouTube. YouTube. Now, uh, we've mentioned and we are going to start it again. The issue yes. is it used to be on at, I think, 8.30 on Thursday. That's correct. The issue is is that we use another area of our building to film that. Right, that's different than the studio. Yes, and we have a lot going on on Thursdays now. We've got some small groups meeting, and mm-hmm. um, and I know those people want to be a part of that show. So it's yep. kind of put us in a spot of we may have to move the day. Yeah, so man. It's looking like tentatively, we've talked about Mondays. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go Fridays because you're all having a party. Probably it's true. Enjoying your day. You're not Friday gonna, you're and not Saturday, y'all ain't get a watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just reality. Exactly. Um, could do Sunday. Be a lot for us Sunday evening, yep. yeah, um, or afternoon, but uh, could do that or Mondays. So let us know your thoughts on that. If you're a longtime viewer and you used to watch Real Talk Live, we'd love to know your opinion. It's looking like probably a Monday, maybe a Sunday. Maybe just, I just threw that one out. Yeah, but every other day here is pretty taken up. Yeah, man, it, it is hard to kind of like readjust and put mm-hmm. that back in. Yeah, there's a yeah. So we're figuring it out. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll be there. and it's gonna be fun, man. I and mean, you know, one thing that you know to kind of go back to the fundraiser. One of the ideas we had, just to give you kind of give you guys a glimpse <clears throat> of what it's gonna look like, is we thought about once these goals are reached, it actually happens to me live on the air, which would be absolutely like, so. You know, that's part of it. I if I think there's a lot not being described. I always try to think of people who are listening to this for the first time, and they're and you're just talking about your hair and your beard or whatever. <laughs> so for some odd reason, guys, long term viewers of this show enjoy pain to torture AJ or to make him look ridiculous. It's true. So um, there's a lot of different options to. Yeah, I don't know. You're essentially paying to make him look silly. I think. You know, Absolutely, and um, he's gonna do it. I know him enough to know he will do it. So if yep. it's if it's have a, a red, white, and blue mustache, I don't know what the choice. He'll do it. It's, it's something like that I along those lines. One of them that's yes. like red, white, and blue hair and beard. Man, that is really rough, though. It is rough. You're gonna, like, what are you going to do in society? I don't know. It, look, it'll be I okay. guess, you know what? Once, once I'm in it and people see me. Until you get to a normal one? No. I, I'll just go out and about, and I'll just embrace it. And if people ask, like, what the heck's going on? I'll say, I'm doing a fundraiser. 
I'll just let them know what's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you, you want to join that, in on the that's fun? That's a possibility, yeah. yeah. You know, the best part about this is the lunches that we go on because we know each other is going to be so much more oh my interesting gosh, now because he'll be walking around with like a red, white, and blue beard and they'll be like, what is wrong with that guy? Dude. What is going on? The, the one I'm scared of the most is, is, the, is the top tier one. That one. I, I, you know what? I think no, yeah, you can't. Re- it makes sense not to release it. Okay. Yeah. So it's something crazy. Though. Oh, oh it's, absolutely. It's bad. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. Well, we'll just we'll leave it at that. It's pretty rough, man. Oh, yeah. It's pretty rough. <laughs> so uh, I'll just say, hey, brother. Oh, there you go. You kind of, what? I'll say, hey, brother. Maybe I'll give you a clue. Uh, you already, I mean, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess it's kind of catching you up, catching people up on your line. Yeah. Um, what about yeah. you, man? What about you? You got anything? <sighs> Boy, I'll tell you what. It's been It's been a week. It's been a it's been a six months, man. It's true. So, um, <laughs> it's difficult to know how to discuss all of this. It has been a very difficult several months, um, particularly the last few months. I mean, we could go back right to. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. If long term viewers of the show, you know what's been going on. It's been rough personally, professionally. Um, a lot of flack. A lot of. I say hate because I have a lack of a better word, you know, using the term yeah. of just people being upset. And some of it may be rightfully so, and a lot of it probably not because of assumptions. And it's not just the show. I Just in my personal life, it's been rough, man. Yeah, dude. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's tough. It's really, really, really hard. And I had a talk um, the other day, and, you know, one thing I want to clarify, sometimes when we talk about people, let's say, I just had this thought yeah. as I was talking, you know, just because, let's say, I'm trying to think. The enemy, though he doesn't control us, can use good people to hurt good people. Absolutely. Sense? So, like, and, and to, so say, you know, I've, I'm sure I've done that. You're, you might have one of those weeks, I'm sure you've had it, where you're feeling beat down. And all of a sudden I come in and maybe I'm having a rough week and all of a sudden I've snapped on you, which contributes to you being torn down more and more, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that, that... You know, I'm not a follower or a believer, but what it means is that sometimes in our weaknesses, if we're not following in a moment, right, then we could be used to hurt people. Definitely. Even good people. And that happens all the time, right? And that's why the Bible tells us to to have to forgive each other and to ask for forgiveness and to yes. you know, approach things like that because we do that. And I'm sure I know I've been used, you know, been used or my, my sinful actions have hurt people. It doesn't mean I'm not a believer. And sometimes... Um, you know, people have done that to me that are believers. And sometimes, oh, yeah, listen, timing is real. You know, there, we have an enemy. And, you know, have you ever had those moments in your life where everything seems to just happen at once? It's almost like you get piled on. Yes. And those are hard moments, man. And that's kind of where I feel like I'm at in life. And that doesn't mean that everyone or every person or every situation that's done that is is evil or demonic. But what it does mean is I think that there's certainly, you can't say it's a coincidence, when a lot of things happen at the same time to... to tear us down right oh yeah dude, there's to, n- yeah um so you know it's been tough and um this show is is so difficult because it has done so many good things for people it really has it's encouraged people it's answered questions for people heck it's led people to either renewed faith and sometimes in some cases to jesus that's right man and i will forever be thankful and humbled for the opportunity we've had to do this show oh it's it's incredible um, dude. have we made mistakes oh sure sure definitely you know some of them have been on air, and we can't take them back. <laughs> um, and sometimes this show's probably been used in the way that I described earlier. You know, we can – life is just funny, man. It's just funny. And I think I'm in a weird place right now where 
it's it's a it's a trial, man. It's a trial. It's um I think a lot of times as humans, what we tend to all of us, what we tend to do is we tend to take someone's flaws, their faults, and sometimes their sins, and what we want to do is we want to make that the person's character. Because it's easier that way, right? So let me let me give you an example. If I say you hurt me, yeah. okay, it's way easier for me to just say you're a scumbag, lying, evil person than it is to deal with the fact that I have to forgive you and I have to like live life with you somehow so much and, easier and, and view you as a brother in Christ still, right? It's easier because I've made you evil, which means I feel justified to treat you the way I want to treat yep, you. And to feel Does the that way make sense? I feel. And, I, yep. and I think we all do that because it's we want things to be black and white sometimes. We want things to be good people, bad people. And the reality is what Scripture tells us is, first and foremost, we're all bad people without Jesus, right? Amen. But secondly is that good people can do bad things. And, yes. and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well at times. But I think that's what's tough, man, is, is that people can use, I don't know, sometimes it's even lies. You know, if I don't know you and I hear, I don't know, you stole from the treasury right. at your previous church. I don't know, I'm making... I, if I've never met you, already I'm coming in with a preconceived notion of who you are and what you're about. Yep. So then anytime you make an action, let's say you you say, hey, I found five bucks. My mind, if I'm not careful, can immediately go, oh, where'd you get that? Yep. Where did, you know, I start to fit. Where'd you take it from? Exactly. I yep. start to fit your life into the narrative that I've created. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. And that's so hard. Like yeah. you said, that's hard to and not do that. It is, man. It's hard to not do it to other people, but it's, it's tough when it's done to you. Yes. And, um, I'm learning a lot through all this. I'm not going to sit here. I, I've been wronged. I'm not going to lie. Okay. There've been people that have made a lot of assumptions about me. There've been people that have taken real things I've done. You know, some things I've done in the past are real and they're sin. And that's just consequences when people think what they think. Um, yes. But then there's things that aren't. And that, and that's the problem with like life guys is when you make a mistake, depending on the, the size and different times you give people, it, it becomes easier to attack you, mm. right? Because you've already given people doubt. Because of, going back to what I said, our tendency to want to make people villains or good guys. It's only one or the other. When the truth is, if we're all honest, even as believers, if you're Christians out there listening, you may love Jesus with all your heart, but there's times you do things that you don't, that aren't good. 100%, man. If we aren't focused on following God, reading his word, being in biblical community, um, going to church, praying, all those things he tells us to do, we tend to live out of that other side, that negative side more. Oh, Am I sounding man. too mysterious here? No, just making dude. sense. I don't okay. think so. So I think I'm in a weird place, man. So all that to say, it's been a tough time. And what I try to do, and you guys know this, I try to live my life by saying regardless of a situation, you know, even if, if, if something happens to where, you know, I feel, I don't know, things, life's unfair. Maybe it is. I try to, I try to take what I, what I can learn from that. You know what I mean? Like, what can I do better and, and so that the next time situations can be avoided? What Did I contribute anything to a situation? Um, what can I do better? Um, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes the temptation is just like, hey, run away and hide and never talk again. That way you can be safe. That's not a good answer, and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But there are things that I'm learning um, and I'm putting into practice. You guys know we talk beforehand. And, you know, if, if I, I truly believe that if we're open to what God is doing in our life, that we can learn from all those situations to become more like Jesus. And that's what I'm trying to do, man. And um, 
in general? What am I, what can I learn from all this? What is it showing me about my faith? Because sometimes I think it's hard, man, to, to, when, when, when people think a certain thing of you, regardless, right? Or like life's not fair. Maybe it's not even people. Life's not fair. You can start to think of all the reasons why you deserve it. Mm. Deserve the bad. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And maybe maybe I'm the only one that feels that way at times. No. Um, so I, one, I one thing. That. I'm, what's that? I said I relate to that. Yeah. So one thing I'm trying to do is like that is me being weak in my faith, though. Because I have to have my faith so rooted in Jesus that right or wrong. If I make mistakes that, that my identity is still secure and I do what God told me and I repent, and if I didn't and it's people good or bad that are making assumptions that I can still stand strong in who I am in that too. And that that's one thing I'm learning is, man, my faith in certain areas, right? There's always these little areas that, you know, you're chinking your armor that can get poked, man. And you're like, man, I thought I was strong. You know, in that area. And all of a sudden, that rocked my world. Yep. And it's just that one little spot that was yeah. uncovered, man. It's yeah. wild. So that's probably maybe, I hope it doesn't seem like a bunch of rambling, but. No, man. Um, beyond that, I have to make some decisions. Like, got a cool opportunity to coach a sport, youth sport. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really gung-ho excited. And, and what I do tend to do, one of my, one of my it's good and bad. Is I dive head first into things. You know I was that, about to literally right? say that. When you want to do something, you better be doing it in the next like five minutes. Or <laughs> yeah. So so I dove in. I mean, I pushed and got and you know put myself out there and got got uh, got it right. And it was cool and met a lot. And now all of a sudden, I'm starting to do this. Happens going. Hmm. How does this? How does this functionally work in my life? Yeah. How do I? Because I'm, it's going to take a sacrifice time wise. And like, do I have the time to sacrifice? Mm. That's hard, man. And you brought up a good point earlier when I was kind of talking about this off camera because I was asking your guys' advice. And, you know, I think Funturn brought it up. I was like, well, what's your goals, man? Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. You know, there is definitely goals, but also I want to be responsible and respectful to the responsibilities I already have. You know right. what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Oh, 100%. So that's, that's another area that it's kind of like, gosh, darn it. And and I you know and it's hard because it's hard to like weigh between you know is this like a decision that's being made it's kind of what you said like is it being made out of like the fear of not being able to say fit that or is mm-hmm. it more like a I don't know it's just hard to make those decisions man he, he, there's so many factors yeah exactly here's what I'll say the reason I ask that question is because something I've had to realize in my life is one I can't sacrifice what I'm already supposed to be doing and I, and I've already failed at that in my life and I need to live in a way that I can get that under control. Mm-hmm. However, with what goals I've set for myself in my own personal life, and these are the things I'm striving to do, it's what I, it's why I, I go to the gym, it's why I do these things that I'm trying to do, and why I'm trying to do all the little things that you guys have kind of seen off camera, especially YouTube probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to realize that I can't necessarily sacrifice this, but I can sacrifice this. So I can sacrifice sleep to get what I want, but at the end of the day, I may accidentally sacrifice this. So one of the things with all my training that I've been trying to do or, or going to the gym is I've accidentally sacrificed friendship. So now I've had to put that in perspective mm. and sacrifice this. So when it comes to sacrifice, the, the idea is more of what are your goals and what are your dreams? Because if this is a goal and a dream, then pursue it. It's part of that grind. It's part of what it is. That's what I've, I've read and what I've seen, even what you've taught me back in the day, Todd, honestly. At the end of the day, then it becomes a part of that grind. But if it's something that you genuinely are just like, well, this would have been cool to do, but I don't really want to do it, then maybe it's time to let it go to rest. Mm. 
Yeah. It's like me with wrestling. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've went back like three times, man. Because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I also know, like, I think that was just me, like, chasing a ghost, you know? Ah, oh, dude. And that's, that's kind of sad in a way, though, isn't it? Like, that <laughs> saying that we always say, you do have to pick your sacrifice. Somebody. Oh, yeah, man. Like, to do one thing, you usually are having to give up something else. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's, that's really hard. Actually, 100%. Kinda, because it, a lot of times, what? It just goes into a question that I have oh. to I answer. Later. So sometimes it's sort of, yeah, man, that's a sad thing. And, like, I don't know. You know, I'm Lord willing, I'm still young, yeah, you know, dude. fairly young, and I can do there's, – there's opportunities to do things. And, but, yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard to decide, like you said, because mm-hmm. you are giving something else up. Yes. Definitely. I, I, you know, man, I don't know. I'm still in this weird place, too, with this existential crisis I've been talking about. Uh-huh. Now, it's not a midlife crisis because I've pondered this and I've looked at it because apparently when you do midlife crisis – because it would be early, but my life, who knows, you know, me, I'm over it. i got to think about everything. But, it, you know, my life's changed a lot in the past couple of years, and it's made me think about life. And we've talked a lot about how fast life goes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But also sort of like the things that matter and the things that don't. And then it can kind of make you sad if you if you focus on it. And I think, man, it's just, it's all, that's all part of it, even this, right? Like what, uh-huh. you only have so much time to do so many things. It's scary, and man. That's hard, man. That is so hard. And I get why some people, some guys, we talk about it a lot, sort of fall into the that mindset of like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I've got my job. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat, have family time, go to bed. What am I, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but there are some people that have killed their hearts in that, right? Yes. Because, and I get why. Because otherwise it's like you're just going to sit around and I get the temptation, I guess. Because other it's 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 better to almost be distracted. Because it can be paralyzed. Yes. Because then it can it be sad. Exactly. Because like... You you know there's that adventure out there that you want, but it's so hard to fathom being able to do what you're doing now while pursuing that adventure that it just it paralyzes you. Mm. And I think some people would rather live in like you said, kind of like that shell mm. of quote normalcy. Well, me too, man. I sort of long for it, and it's like I've because I haven't. I don't know. I think there's nothing. There's there's probably like a mid ground that's good in that right to have a normal scene. Oh, there has yeah, the, I agree. But there then, has to be. You know, that's that's the thing you got to figure out about life is like what matters. What do you want it to be? What? And I have a real hard time being content anyway. I mean, I confess that you all know right. that. I struggle to be content. Um, I don't know why. I really don't. It's not even like a I deserve more. It's not. It's more of like okay, now what? Yep. You know, I'm always in a now what kind of situation. That's hard, man. And then I get overwhelmed because there's so many things. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I'm learning, too, is, I don't know. I've got to start choosing what to put a lot of my time and effort into. It's Instead hard, dude. 50 different oh, yeah. things that are exciting, you know, and and uh, especially as our church has continued to grow and, and continue to, what an incredible, that leads to something we didn't talk about. We had our baptism service this past week. Oh, Yeah. Incredible, incredible time um, for our oh, church. So we do. It's, I love it. I guess I shouldn't move on too fast. So I miss the good, the cool. Like as we grow, and we'll talk about the baptism service in a second. And these cool moments happen. Um, I feel like sometimes, like, 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 I hate that. I feel as though sometimes I, you just you feel unprepared. You know, mm-hmm. you feel oh, God. because there's always stuff that needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, oh, then, yeah, and, then, and then you don't have time to make mistakes. So when you make one, you're like, oh, great. I've set us back. You know, It, it, feels, it feels like irreparable. It feels oh, like yeah. irreparable. Sometimes yeah. I think God does that almost intentionally. What's that? 
because he wants to show you like you can't do this. I mean, but me. does what intentionally? Sorry, allows it to grow or move in a direction where you aren't necessarily. <laughs> so you're prepared. unprepared. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's like, I know that you're gonna try and prepare. You're gonna try and do all these things, but you see, I, yeah. I, you, you gotta realize you don't have any control over this in the first place. Rely on me. I mm-hmm. will do this. Yeah. Obviously, I need you That's to good, do. Man. And I think people can take that to the extreme and not do anything. And that is absolute, absolute. Not, that is wrong. See if I could Talk. go around I'm that with word. You, me either. Anyways. And at the end of the day, you still need to do your part, but you may not be able to do absolutely everything as long as you're striving and trying, trying to get to that goal. Eventually, you'll look at it and you'll look around and you'll go, well, I'm not prepared for this, but I trust that God's got me. It's good. Yeah, and that's good, man. He does tend to do that so that we don't, we don't get too reliant on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point, too. I've never been prepared in each step. Not at all. But anyway, that's just kind of where I'm at. I don't mean to sound sad because it's not really sad. It's just, there's a lot no, going man. on, man. And I'm not even talking just situations that happened recently, just in, in our life, in our church, in my personal life. I got the, in everything. Your life is chaos, kinda, man. Huh? Your life is chaos, man. Oh, it's crazy <laughs> right now. It really is. Absolutely. And, and what you said earlier about like sacrifice and like life, it made me think about like the, the comparison between, say, like a quote normal person, which is like, you know, someone who just has your regular job and your family and stuff and like say okay, which is nothing wrong with that. Right. And compare that's it what he, that's what you're trying to say. Like yes. And, oh yeah, sorry. And and compare it to like say like a celebrity. Somebody who is like a I don't know, say a professional athlete. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And say but each each life has its sacrifices. Though. I get what you're saying. And so it's like so even though okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So like, say you know this athlete, you know, kind of like what you said, they've had goals, right? And they've had to make sacrifices to reach those goals, which has put them in a different place in life, and therefore they have things that they want, maybe that they don't have, but the regular, say the the quote normal life person has that 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 person mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting how that works, and it can be confusing, like you said, because you know on one hand, maybe you got like that athlete person who actually doesn't have any deep relationships in the life because of where they're, they're at, been able to, yeah. And and because they've had all that, all that sacrifice that they've put into this goal that they've now reached and they're in, they don't have that. And now I can even see how it'd probably be even hard to pursue that now because of where they're at. Mm. Yeah, because even they give up something. Mm-hmm. Like even the rich and the you know, I, it, it makes me think of several football players who have just abruptly retired. Yep. Or they wanted to. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or you know, I have other things I want to pursue. And and we in our normal lot in our normal jobs are kind of like, man, how could they give that up? Right? They have everything. But in their world, they're like, in some ways, they may look at us with, quote, normal jobs and go, man, you guys I wish I time. could be like yeah, that. Yeah, you could have time for family and to do fun things. Yeah, man. Everything takes a sacrifice. It, it does. really does. And, like, walking in everybody's shoes, man, like, I think in some ways it can make you push harder in your life in some areas, but it can also make you appreciate what you got, too, if you're able to do that. Like, yeah. if you're able to put yourself in that position, you know, because a lot of the time, man, we're just so... Um, Oh, what's the word? Not jealous, but it's essentially like being jealous. We're envious. We're very envious of people, other people, other like things they have, and position it goes they're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's that. So on a positive note, we just had our baptism service. Yes. So it was cool. So awesome. Um, just really neat to see people that, that and family members. We had, Okay, so it's both our baptism service, which is, you know, people being... You know, water baptism doesn't save you, but we do it because Jesus told us to and because it symbolizes sort of that, an out, we call it an outward declaration of that inward change, right? Yes. The, the heart, Jesus has already saved them. 
But now they're saying, hey, I'm Jesus, I, I'm with Jesus, really, publicly, right? So cool. And, uh, you know, the symbolism of the water is, you know, a lot of things, being washed clean of your sins, but also that kind of death and me being reborn, you know, in that new life. Um, it's pretty cool. So we had uh, just crazy stuff, man. So we had, I think, eight people, eight seven. Pe- okay, eight people, but then uh, one person didn't do it. And we had seven, and then we had three people um, that day. Uh, someone, two, one of them came to Christ that day. It's insane. Came dude. to Christ and then got baptized the same day. Wow. And I got I got the, the cool opportunity to pray with her, um, you know, after our, our little mini service and then go get baptized. Baptized her the same day. Wow. And what was neat, too, and I want to encourage people is she, her brother recently accepted Christ. Uh, and by recent, I mean past year. And it's really, you know, he didn't have anyone in his life to really believe uh, a believer that I know of, he certainly wasn't raised in, he kind of just kept doing it and standing firm and going to church and living it out. And then, you know what's cool? The same day we got to baptize his wife, him, his wife, and his sister, all because of his faith to invite people to live it out, to show them some different one. And it was a cool moment, man. And then we did baby dedications too. We had five babies, you know, that dedicate. If you don't know what that is, it's not baptism. It's just you know, a recognition that, you know, babies are a gift from God. They're given to us, and we're sort of saying that we're, hey, Lord, we know they're yours, and we're, we're making a promise, the families and the church, to support them in this, to, to raise them to know God. You know? Mm. So it's a cool moment. It was a cool day. Beautiful weather. We had to push it back two, two, two weeks, two weeks mm. which was worth it because it ended up oh, being a dude, beautiful day. So worth it. Um, we had a ton of cool, you know, a ton of family come and, and, and support people. I think there was 157 people here. Wow. Which some places that's not a huge deal, but for us that was really cool to see for them to come out and just celebrate, you know, and have fun and and, <laughs> and, and fellowship. And I got to, I got to talk to people I don't get to talk to a lot, which was cool. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So yeah, man, it was it was a neat it was a neat weekend. And I wish sometimes that I don't know why I can forget those beautiful moments so quickly. I know when something happens; it makes <laughs> me feel so weak, you know. I get it though. We like to focus on the negative. I think I, I hate I that just, about myself though. Uh huh. You know, look, you're you're in the company of all of us in this room, but not only that, but there's a lot of people in the world that I think just or there's a lot more pessimists in the world than there's optimists. Yeah, and but you know, when I think about the fact that we know Jesus, we believe what we believe, we shouldn't be that way. We should be so joyful, and I, I keep repeating to myself. I believe it's in Galatians. It might be in Ephesians. I'll have to look it up. But you know, he says, "Whatever is, if there's anything good, anything noble, anything true, think on such things." Mm. Focus on those things. Might even be Philippians. Actually, it's Philippians. I'm positive now it's Philippians. Because it's a little section I always think of, like, the joy section. of Like, hey, you want to have joy? Here's how you do it. Man. Um, and rejoice. You know, Paul tells us to rejoice like it's a command. Mm. And that, so I agree with you, but it makes me go, gosh darn it, dude. If I believe what I say, that I was dead, now I'm alive. And not only that, I get to be a part of seeing God move in people's lives, miracles, Man. life change. Why in the world do I let myself get so sad and beat down. You know, why do I forget those moments and the miracles that we get to see? I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just too human focused sometimes, I think. I know, Something man. that's helped me right. lately is um, I, I've been fighting to com- to stop complaining. Mm, it's good. Not, not to say that, yeah, your feelings are real, but I have chosen to look at my feelings and go, you lie to me a lot. <laughs> and until yeah, we man, get yeah, this under control, true. I'm not going to trust you. So... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think on things more, and that doesn't mean like I, I turn them off. But when I I start to complain, it, there's a lot of not only psychology but other things about this where like 
people talk about the idea of complaining naturally leads to that negative thought process and it naturally lives to that thing. But it also goes to the Bible. Don't let that stuff come out of your mouth. Like it's the same thing as foul language. Um, I forget where it is, but that, that, that also was the verse that made me stop cussing. But don't all let all that stuff come out of you because it doesn't matter. And look at yourself and say, why am I complaining? I can either fix this or I'm complaining about something I shouldn't be complaining about. Mm. Something that I have no right to complain about and I should be looking at the positive of the situation, not actually looking at this. Because otherwise the situation will never improve because complaining leads to a negative thought process that does not lead to change. Mm. Negative thought processes regularly lead to change. They typically lead I mean, to really, anger and yeah. and discontent and bitterness, which in your bitterness you're not going to move. It's mm, good, man. Yeah, you're right, man. I think that's good too. And I think sometimes... I don't want to say what I'm working on yet, kind of like I always tell you guys, but that's part of something I'm working on is because I'm a verbal processor, uh, I want to say everything, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something to, there's power in words, and I think sometimes we need to be careful what we're saying. Oh, definitely, And focus man. on the positive, because when you start saying those negative things over and over, you know, so I've been convicted, it's funny you said that, I've been convicted lately, just like, I want to be a joy bringer to you guys and be someone, I've said that months ago, but... I don't want to drag. So it's just that thin line of processing when you're struggling. But 100%, also, dude. But also, like, do I come to you guys when I'm having a great day mm. as much as I do when I have a rough day? Dude, that's, that's so funny you say that because I was just thinking, like, something similar is, like, how often do we actually live in the true hope of the gospel? Like, <laughs> Not enough. Yeah, man. Cause, like, but we don't listen to him when he tells us how to do that. It's true. <laughs> Very true. Think on mm-hmm. whatever's good, whatever's noble, whatever's mm-hmm. true. Think on such things. I don't do that enough. No, I don't. I act like my mind is like not un, not mind to control. It's true. <laughs> you just feel what you like. Like you think you whatever's going through your mind, you think that's like all reality that you can't control. And then boom, you're just like in that weird place, that negative place. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's what it made me think of is like living in the true hope of the gospel. And then mm-hmm. it reminds me of a sermon you preached. Uh, I think it was like in like 2018, maybe 2019. But, you know, talking about, like, the remember the moments, remember the miracles. Yeah, it's been coming to my mind a lot, mm-hmm. too. You know, and you kind of even said that, like, those moments, right? That's what it reminded me of. And it's like, dang, dude, you're right. And something that you said this last Sunday uh, when you were up there preaching, you know, was, like, don't forget where you came from. Um, and I was like, dang, dude, like, I so often forget where I came from. And it's because, you know, I think I tend to look at it as, if I if I remember who I was, it's gonna make me sad. But that's not tr- that's not always true. Like if I look if I look back and I remember who I was and who I am now, man, that should give me so much hope. Mm. And like it should make me realize that I have grown and I have taken steps in my faith. And it's like that should inspire me to keep going and that to give that hope to other people. And it's like, dang it. <laughs> it's I think part of it too. That's good, man. And I was sitting here thinking what you said. I think. Part of it is the culture, and we talk about this a lot. Christian culture is so hard because yes. we all feel the pressure. There's just not a lot of grace, man, given to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's true. We're always, and I've we said this even a couple weeks ago. We're constantly looking out. For, we're like it's almost like we're constantly on the lookout for wolves in sheep's clothing. I've said this so many times, and we end up shooting sheep because we're like, well, I'd rather shoot that guy just in case he's a wolf mm-hmm. than, than you know. Be careful, and I think the thing God's telling us is certainly when it comes to false teachings, you know, stuff like that. We, but when it comes to like, we we need to err on the side of grace and err on the side of let God, you know, Jesus gives over and over and over gives the let God just separate them, over and over and over. God, Jesus gives us these parables: the wheat and the tares, right? The the, the sheep and the goats, and um, the fish. Even he he gives a parable about catching fish. He'll throw out the good ones and keep the. 
we, you know, that's what the kingdom of God is like. He's a big net that pulls up in all these sheep, and at the end, the per, the fisherman separates them into the good. Like at the mm. end of the day, we're not going to know. Only he's going to know who who is a believer and who isn't. And yes. um, certainly, we should always confront behavior. You know, like sinful mm-hmm. behavior, but the goal should be for restoration and repentance and healing. And I just think, so. and and I, and I can, you know, we can all be guilty of that at times. Just trying to to find the bad guys in the church instead of, you know, focus on loving each other or focus. And kind of goes back to the same thing: focus on the positive stuff. Yeah. And again, that doesn't mean we don't stand up for truth and we don't stand up against evil. You know, those yeah. kinds of things. But are we? Do we put as much effort in? to just loving each other. And going back to what you said, I think the culture sometimes makes it hard to focus on the good because people are always, it's, it feels like people are waiting to pounce on anything you do. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. And as proof, what, as proof that you're a wolf, right? And that's, and that's everybody, not just us. Yes. That creates fear. Yeah. I mean, it just, dude, it's just a, it's sad. Yeah. Which I actually wanted to encourage you. You just reminded me of something when you were, you were talking about your own life earlier. I wanted to encourage you, man, that, like, you know, because you're like, I don't know if I'm being too vague. Like, you do such a good job of, like, telling people about your life because, like, it goes back to Christian culture. Like, one of the challenges of this podcast is, you know, we call it Real Talk because, like you said, we want to talk about real life and everything, but it's also a Christian podcast, you know, and if anything, we've been attacked more by Christians than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. Oh, without and, a doubt. And I just, oh, yeah. to, I just wanted to encourage you, man, that, like, you do a great job. Like, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. dude. Mm-hmm. Forgot to say that earlier. Well, you guys <laughs> too, man, because you guys have been, you know, attacked before and uh, and, and stuff. And I don't know. I just, we're very, at the end of the day, I want to end with this, this part of the conversation by saying, hey, we've been blessed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are so blessed to get to hang out with you guys that are listening right now. Yes, uh, I'm telling you, we do not, I promise you, we do not take that for granted. We pray before each episode that we, you know, we're a light and encouragement to you guys, that we're thankful for this opportunity. We do not take that for granted. Yes, we're knuckleheads sometimes. <laughs> yes, we make mistakes. And I think part yeah. of what, you, what you're saying is because this show's unscripted and we want to show you guys that it's okay to process things and it's yes. okay to figure things out and it's okay to even make mistakes at times as you're pursuing Jesus because you're going to. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in doing that, we do, oh, we make mistakes and we open ourselves to criticism. And yep. um, so, you know, forgive us for those times, but um, you got to ask yourself, am I spending my time? Maybe some people aren't regular. Listeners. Are you looking for those mistakes? Or are you trying to find God in it, in, mm-hmm. in what we're doing, you know? And, and cause he is here. I believe that he's uh, in, he's, he's in these questions, man. Cause yeah, here's dude. the other thing. These questions have made me think me too. Oh, deep yeah. in my faith. Absolutely. So, good stuff. Different kind of show, man, from the last few weeks, where we we've been joking a lot and um, the frog stuff and all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Those of you that are used to the funny stuff, sorry. Today was a little more serious. It was, man. But we got good questions. You guys Absolutely. ready to roll? Well, let's get it. What? What? Just looked at one of the questions. It's going to be fantastic later on. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. AJ, you ready? Question number one. This is yes. a long one. But interesting, given the topic we just talked about. Exactly. Uh, there it's are cool. a lot. Here, here's the question. Didn't mean to cut you off. There are a lot of st- <laughs> there are a lot of stories out there about the remnant that are just untrue. The remnant's the church that sponsors this show. I know because I go there. Okay, so I'll start over. Just so everyone knows, the remnant is the church that sponsors the po- this podcast. Yes, we also attend. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of stories out there about the remnant that are just untrue. I know because I go there. I go there here. How do we stick up for our church, but also not feed the egos and fall into those traps some may be setting by trying to get us to respond? 
I love being here at the remnant, and nothing will change that. Mm-hmm. So I uh, kind of made a brief note here. Uh, you speak truth in the moments uh, that you see it. Uh, see what? That you see people. Exactly. Okay. If you see people, you know, saying things that aren't true, you know, be bold. You know, speak in those moments. You know, uh, stand up for what you believe in. Um, as far as you know, other things, because I know you talked about traps. People trying to like get you to fall into traps. Uh, keyboard warriors—they're not worth responding to. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, if you have a moment where you're with somebody and you can and you have the opportunity to speak into it, do it. You know, uh, and you're meaning if you're in the presence of someone who's saying lies, exactly. Don't just sit there quietly. Exactly. Okay. Yep, as far as, you know, the people who you can't see eye to eye, literally, like you're not in front of them, I don't know if it's worth going into. Uh, if you know them personally, maybe, sure. it makes sense, but like if it's just some rando, um, you know, I don't think it's even worth speaking into, because if anything, you're just giving them more of a platform, they don't, and it, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> it's good wisdom for me, because I, I tend to want to respond to everything. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say something you said, too, uh, you know, a lot of times good Christian people, because we cling to verses like turn the other cheek and yeah. um, as best you can be at peace with one another, all that's true, but that's never at the expense of truth. It's good. And um, so sometimes I think we we justify our fear because we don't want, in, I'm going to put it in quotations because it's not always conflict, but conflict, because we think, well, if I tell someone who's saying a lie the truth, that's conflict. That doesn't always have to be conflict, but sometimes we justify our fear of conflict by saying we're doing it out of to keep peace and et cetera. And I don't think I think that's a slippery slope because then you're you're kind of training your or not training yourself to stand up to speak truth and like well, what if it's uh, about Jesus or what if it's about the yeah, Bible? Man. And so I think you know we don't don't use those verses to justify not speaking up for truth. Certainly, you get to a point when you speak up truth, you can't make someone. Accept the truth, but exactly. you can say it. And I think a lot of times people don't realize the power they have just to stand up and say, no, that's not true. Yep. You know? Ex- uh, oh, yeah. But like you said, uh, that's good advice on the random people, too. Oh, absolutely. Next question. <laughs> In the Old Testament, why does God change names? Sarai to Sarah, Abram to Abraham, Jacob to Israel. So typically when God changes names, it's because um, he's symbolizing sort of his new relationship with them. Um, it's like when they meet him, they're forever changed, and he he gives them a new name. So kind of cool. So like, for instance, Sarai, okay? So Sarai to Sarah, Abram, Abram to Abraham. They're the ones that the covenant was made, right? You're, you will be, uh, your descendants will be like the stars, right? That's really cool. So name. Sarai, though, means princess. Pretty cool, pretty name. But Sarah means my princess. Wow. So God said to her, you're no longer just princess, you're my princess. That's super cool, man. And Abram means um, exalted father. Abram? Okay, listen to this. But then he says, you're not just exalted father anymore. You are Abraham, which is father to uh, multitudes. Father to many. Dang, Isn't dude. that cool? It's because he told him, right, you're going to be, your descendants are going to be. Um, and then Jacob to Israel, and I think you know Israel is... Contend with God or something like that. I got to look it up again, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because Jacob. It's after Jacob sort of wrestles with God, and and, and then all of a sudden he says, "Hey, you know, I want to look that up now." Yeah, I can't remember the name, but he always gives those names to sort of. It's sort of cool too because I think he also does it for that person. Mm. How beautiful would it be to go, "Hey, Sarah, you're not just princess; you're my princess." 
It's so cool, dude. You know, you're not just so yeah. I think that's neat. Yeah, I like I I really like that concept of like because to me it's almost like that's the, yeah. the old and becoming the new too. Like I Israel love that. means God contended, wrestles with God, or triumphant with God, and that's pretty pretty cool, man. Um, wow, that Jacob after he wrestled with God and sort of came to that place of obedience and understanding, then he changed his name to, you know, you're not just, I'm trying to remember what Jacob means. Mm. Jacob means someone who seizes, circumvents, or asserts. Mm. Interesting. Um, to follow, to be behind. Remember, because he was sort of the second, and he uh, asserted the place of his of Esau. So then God says, you're not just the one who serves anymore. You're Israel, the one who is triumphant with God. Man, dude, that is so cool. Yeah, he does it because it 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 symbolizes something, a promise or a new kind of a new beginning in a way. It, it always has a meaning. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Hmm. Sort of like us when we're when we're called, we're no longer sinners, but we're saints. Stuff like that. Yes. All right, moving on. Great question. Now, you guys have any thoughts on that? No, man, it's awesome. <clears throat> Number three. Do you have got? Do you have guys? That's ridiculous. Number three. Do you guys have any material to help new Christians start growing in their faith? Maybe an outline to help them grow as a disciple of Christ. Just wondering. Uh, we have a foundations class that we do. Yeah. Um, it kind of dives deeper into what you're claiming to believe when you become a, like when you accept Christ. Really cool class. I've been a part of it a couple times, and it's just like I learn something new every time. Super cool. Um, Random here, we, we kind of had like a thought a while ago, and I don't, I don't know if it's just like a, we had a thought of almost doing like care packages mm-hmm. uh, for like new Christians. Like mm-hmm. I thought that, I always thought that was a cool idea too. So yeah. we had the foundations class, and then we've, we've thrown around different ideas as well. And we've got live groups too that could help um, that we're going to be starting here soon, which are, are uh, they're smaller groups of people that meet in homes where you can really have that discipleship. Yes. Um, the biggest thing to help a new Christian start going on their faith is to plug them in to a church and to people who can help disciple them. That's so good. And uh, that is a great question, by the way, because that's something that I think in churches, you know, we in our excitement to get them, quote, saved, we can sort of, okay, see ya. And I never wanted, that happened to me, and I'm so thankful for the church that put on the play that, that led to my salvation, but I, I wandered around for years. Um, that's they true, They gave me man. a Bible, which was cool, because I did read that. Um, but... There was still so much more that needed to happen. And the material, the best material for you is the Bible. Start reading the Bible. And I always tell people, you know, start in the Gospels. Mm. Um, if you want to know which one, start in the Gospel of John. It might be easier to understand. The Gospel of Matt, any of them. Gospel of Matt, just, just, if you're a new Christian out there, you're like, man, I don't know what to do. Just start reading the Gospels. Start reading the Bible and understand. The Gospels are the stories about Jesus. That's good, man. I, I love it. You know, you that's where you had me start. I, I remember yeah. one time you asked, and I was like, yeah, I think you had me start Romans. You're like, I would have never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Though that is a cool one, like, to go into what, mm-hmm. in your faith, too. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Todd. <laughs> that's the, that's the question. Okay. Yeah, Todd, how do you know so much about the Bible? Is it just from reading it over and over, or do you research things? Uh, both. So... Um, I, I love to, I've read it many times. I read it. I look things up. Um, but I also love, I think we've talked about this. I research a lot. I'm a nerd. So I will, you go ahead. You can, Big time researcher. Yeah. So I will like start, this is kind of a joke with us. I mentioned this the other day. I was, um, asked by someone, like, oh, what are you looking at? I was like, I'm just studying Gorbachev. <laughs> I don't even know how I get there. So that happens like in, in, in the Bible too. And when I tell people, a lot of the questions that we, 
the reason we do the show is because I had a lot of those questions. And so a lot of times the questions you guys ask, not all of them, but I've, ha- I've had myself personally in my journey. Yeah. And so I've already kind of looked into them or, and I've read a lot of books in general um, that have got helped me process that. So sometimes if we get a really tough question, we don't do it often because we want to be sort of show you spur of the moment that it's okay, you know, show you how we look things up. But there's been times certainly that there's been questions that either I research later after the show because I'm like, man, that's a great question. Yeah. Or a, a few times even before. Um, so a little bit of both. But a lot of it is just if you read the Bible, you're going to, you're going to pick up a lot if you read it over and over and over again. Yeah, man. And you just got to, you gotta, like you said, you got a passion for it, man. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's real to you. Yeah. You know? I want to, yeah, and that's true. Thank you. I, I want to know the answers the best I can. Unfortunately, or some of them, you just, you just got to trust God. Or anything. That's true, man. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Great question. Hmm. AJ. Yeah. Hey, you got to name one. <laughs> AJ. Do you hear that? That was my stomach. Holy if cow. If you guys heard that, that would be crazy. <laughs> that was my stomach growling. I, I heard it from back here. Did you so, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's 100% going to be oh, on yeah, there. Yeah. Guys, I want you to know, that was my stomach growling. I'm going to take it and raise off. Don't you know, do I'm that. Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because I want to know if they can just hear it now. <laughs> I'll listen you know to it later I mean? to see. Anyway, if you heard that, I apologize. That was my stomach. <laughs> All right, here we go. AJ, yeah. what's your dream? It's a good question. Uh, I, don't, mm. I don't think about it a lot, but I did have a couple notes I made. So um, when, I was, when I was younger, um, you know, one of my dreams was like, you know, I, I grew up on sports. You know, my family played sports, you know, so I was constantly running from sport to sport, whether I was watching it or playing it or whatever it was. So when I was younger, it was, you know, I wanted to play baseball a lot. You know, I was like, I want to be a professional baseball player. And then um, as I got a little older, you know, and sports kind of passed, um, I wanted to do music. I wanted to, you know, I was in a band. Um, I wanted to kind of try to make it in music sort of thing. Um, and then that that went away. Um, and then when after I graduated high school, you know, I was like, well, I want to do professional wrestling you know, because I'm a huge wrestling fan. And so, you know, I think I started training when I was, like, 19 and did that for a little bit. And, like, I kind of meant – this is what I was talking about earlier. I kinda, I've kind of went back to that a couple times. You know, I went – I did that for a little while when I was, like, 19. And then I think I went back when I was, like, 23 or 24. Uh, I might have been 21 or 22. I don't remember. But then even now, even as little as this last year, I went back and even did it again. Um, and so that was, you know, one of the later ones. Um, but you know, when I really think about it, um, it's kind of scary, but, uh, God's given me everything I've ever wanted here at this church. Um, uh, he's given me people that love me unconditionally. He's given me an opportunity to be creative, which I've always loved to do. Um, he's given me people I can relate to. Um, and when it comes to a dream, man, like I, I guess I don't know what else I'd want. And that's, for me, that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> what? How so? Uh, because I have so much life to live, but he's given me everything I've wanted. And so it's like, what do I do with that? I don't know. Because <laughs> there's always like, you know, there's always something you want to chase, right? There's always something you want to get to. And, I, and I'm sure there is something else there that I just haven't thought of. Or I haven't like let myself actually think about. But when I think about like what is my dream, man, it's just I want you know, I want to be loved, man, and I want to be able to be creative in something and like he's given me those things. And so yeah. it's like that's beautiful but also terrifying for me. 
So, um, yeah, man, what is my dream? I wouldn't say it's necessarily anything specific, man, but like, you know, God gave me, gave me everything that I've ever wanted here at, at the remnant. And so it's like, I don't know, what's my dream? I guess it's like to do, to do what I can now. I don't know why that happened. Go on. It's a good song I was sent to a while back. So really, yeah, man. I mean, that's my dream, man. It's just not necessarily anything specific. It's just more like I want to be loved, you know. Pretty powerful to admit. You know, and I want to I want to be creative, and I want, you know, I want to have people around me that I can actually talk to and relate to, and I have it. So I don't know, man. I am in the middle of my fulfillment of dream. And that's crazy. Oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> so sorry, that's cool. Last week I realized I'm never close enough to the <laughs> <laughs> So hey, man, you're never too old to dream another dream. I think Winnie the Pooh said that. <laughs> Who's that? I'm just kidding. I know who Winnie the Pooh is. Never, you've never seen a Winnie the Pooh thing in your life, have you? Uh, very little. At all. I, I have like seen a commercial. I've seen like I've seen it on like TV before. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, which one did you see? What'd I mean, what did you see happen? I couldn't tell you. How old were you? When you saw this, it was, it was, it was like name two characters. Uh, well, you got Winnie the Pooh. He didn't count. I just uh, didn't. There's Tigger, uh-huh. and then there's uh, Eeyore. You just know that because I brought up Eeyore all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we always joke about AJ not seeing. Like, it's it's true though. Oh, I, yeah. I, if you were to ask me like a plot for like an episode of Winnie the Pooh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, They're, yeah, I was just teasing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never you seen the movies either. Um, let's see. I think they didn't didn't, didn't cool. they make movies of it? You're at number three on your. Okay. Have you guys ever listened to the song Good Fight by Unspoken? No, and that's why this I was trying to pull this up so we wouldn't waste more time and ended up playing some random song. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Have you? Me either. Um, the lyrics are pretty cool, though, considering where we've, where we've been. Until you stop breathing, until you stop bleeding, until your heart stops, kick, drop, beating, when it's hard times, when it's long days, and the enemy is right up in your face, when your back's against the rope and you're feeling all alone, keep fighting the good fight. Never give up, never give up. Keep letting your light shine, holding this high as long as you live. Because I'm never going to leave you. Always going to see you through to the other side. Keep fighting the good, fighting the good, fighting the good fight, good fight. Even mm. in the roadblocks, even through the tough spots, when you're feeling you're giving it all that you've got, I'll be with you in the next step, giving you the next breath. I'll be the voice saying you're going to make it. When you're out there on your own, you're never alone. Keep the good fight. It's pretty cool. That's really, I like that. Just keep on singing, keep on dancing. The joy, the joy will be your banner, and my love will be your anthem. And you may never know what your tomorrow holds, but you can know that I'm holding your tomorrow. Oof. Dang. That's pretty powerful, dude. Yeah, I love that is. line. You may never know what your tomorrow holds, but you can know that I'm holding your tomorrow. Dang. I have not heard it, but I would, I'm going to listen I, to it me after Me too. This. I would play it for you now, but we will then get silenced because of copyright. It's true, rules. yes. <laughs> now, I do know, I have heard one song by them, and it was a while ago. I have a few. And I think songs. Austin, Austin. There's a song called Mistakes sound. that's pretty powerful. All of my mistakes. It's pretty powerful. Yep. Um, we also play one of their songs. We do? Mm-hmm. Our worship team does. <laughs> no, because I suggested it long ago. Yeah, nice. Which song? Do you remember songs. off the top of your head? Uh, we could... It's the longer one. I know that. Yeah, so we put But I don't remember songs. what it is. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Song. Makes me kind of want to pull it up to see which one we play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you for sending that because we need... that's a song it sounds like we need right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to listen to it. I'm excited to listen to it. Please don't play again. <laughs> <laughs> this actually, you know what? This brings something up. That yeah. we've talked about before that I, we may still do at some point is real reactions where you and I 
react to things people send us. So that could be literally anything. You know, I'm sure if any of you are familiar with YouTube, which I'm sure most of you are, um, a lot of people these days, you know, do reaction channels where they just have people send stuff to them to react to, and they react to it, and, you know, and then they, they post it. So we've thought about doing something similar to that. And I think it'd be cool. So cool. this would be a great example of something to react to. Man, they look different than I anticipated them. Very different. Did not anyway, expect that. Uh, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that. Thank you for saying Absolutely. That. All right. Uh, you know what, man? I'm just going to ask you one right now. Okay. Because we're going back and forth here. Yeah. Oh, man, there are a lot, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Why does God give some people convictions that he doesn't give to other people? What do you think? I think because we're all different. He's made us different, and I think that, um, you know, some things are going to convict people, and some. But I think that's why they're asking. Why do you think that is? I think you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. I think it's different people. Here's what I would hop on to help, like speak into too. What would be his reason to? Because we're different, why would he give us convictions then that are different? What would be the purpose? Uh, it's for our good. Like, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. if he say he gives me a conviction that I can't drink at all because for some reason I just don't feel right about it. Right. Now, Scripture doesn't say you can't, right? It just says don't be drunk. You might say, yeah, I'm okay having a beer, but mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe that's because he knows that would not be good for my sanctification process. Absolutely. Because the way that, for lack of a better word, my sin nature, my rough edges, yes, it, it couldn't handle it, where yours could. Yep. And um, so convictions are always about our growth, our sanctification. Sanctification is that process of us becoming more like Jesus and less like the old us. Mm-hmm. So anything he ever does is for our growth and for our good and to protect us, honestly, to protect us. And and I think it also comes in different areas because the areas that we are, say, um, like the example you just used, like, hey, like, like maybe I can have a beer and you can't, is like that also helps the body be Mm. the body because then I say I could go have a beer with somebody and get to know them better to maybe lead them to Christ while yeah, maybe in good. a different area, you could go do something and I couldn't. Like so, it, to me, it also d- develops the body more too. So, good stuff. Let's see, great question. Absolutely. Next question in Genesis forty six thirty one to thirty four. It says that Pharaoh's uh, Pharaoh detested shepherds. Why do you think Pharaoh did not like shepherds? Uh, we don't know this. We're not giving the exact answer here, but a couple of theories, and I think the one that sort of makes sense is they didn't, the shepherds would have been a nomadic people. The Egyptians at that point had been, they, they live in cities. They have mm. their, lack of a better word, civilized. Um, and so they don't trust or like nomadic people because, you know, they're outside their control. They're, yeah. they're, they're barbaric. It's like probably. the opposite of who they yeah. are. Yeah, so I think that's... That's one of the main reasons, um, and I think that's that some scholars say, and I think that's a pretty good reason. Yeah, it makes I think sense. That makes sense because there was always that tension. If you look in the Old Testament between between nomadic people and city dwellers, um, going even all the way back to Cain. You know, Cain was the first one that set up a city, really, and no longer wandering, you know, uh, or um, no longer, I'm sorry, like being nomadic. So I right. think that's the reason, and they didn't have a home, and so. That's the best answer I got for you. Yeah, There's other good, ones, man. too, that have to do with cattle and sheep. And, and also, they may just have viewed them as, like, those are gross people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't know. All righty. 
Um, you know, you know what Sparta is. If I were to ask you this first, ish. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I was just asking. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think this would be a decent. Okay, then Jesus said to him, "Put your sword back in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword." Matthew twenty six fifty two. What does this verse mean? Is it a warning or more of a command or call? What does this mean for the young warriors learning and coming up in this world? What should we take away from this? Hmm. Put your sword back into its place. Follow, take the sword, will perish by the sword. Pull it off and chop the ear off, I believe, at this point. And then that's when he said, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> I think it's, it's saying, like, slow down. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I take from it. Like, put your sword back into its place. Follow, take the sword, will perish by the sword. Like, I think that... He's saying, like, if you go into situations without actually thinking, like, you can, you know, even if it's in a noble action, it can also lead to, you know, death. <laughs> like, it can lead to bad. Um, that's just my first initial stab I, at it. I think you're right on. I think hmm. I'll take it one step further, though. I think he's essentially saying it's like you get what you, you give in a way. So if you're going to live a violent life, you're hmm. going to end up, Dealing with violence all the time. That's and, good. Um, that's his call, right? His call is like, listen, if you're going to choose to live that kind of life, your life is going to be a violent life. And mm-hmm. what have I? And then he goes on to say, anyway, don't you realize? Because right after he tells, because Peter chopped that guy's ear off. Right after he <laughs> says, you don't realize that if I wanted to, I could have already been violent, right? I could have called down a legion of angels to take care of this. So um, I think it's a warning. I think it's like, listen, those who, you know, if you live a violent life, it isn't about never fighting, by the way. People say that's what it means. But if you live a violent life, meaning like I'm fighting, meaning you got to sit there while someone comes in your house and kills your family, that's not, that's, I don't believe God would want that at all. Mm. Um, but it's meaning, you know, in that instance, hey, live by the sword, die by the sword. If, you, if you're going to live a violent life, don't you understand what's going to happen to you? You're going to get violence. You're going to have to live with that. So I think it's a warning. It's really good. Um, what does this mean for young warriors learn, learning and coming up in this world? It means... My opinion, I don't know what you... Well, what do you think? What does that mean for young warriors learning coming this I would say Young that, warriors, I think he means men, us trying to learn how to stand up for things. Yeah, I think for... What I would take from that is that for someone who's young, you know, coming, you know, trying to grow up in this, is that pick your battle. Right on, I agree with you. You know, pick your battles. You know, you have... You're equipped with a sword for a reason. Know when to use it. You know, it doesn't mean keep it in its in its sheath its whole your whole life. You know, that's for sure not because people will say, "We well, you know the meek will inherit the earth." Jesus you know, actually told them to take a sword the second time he sent it. Exactly, out, man. Mm-hmm. I so, agree with you completely, man. I think it means like be very careful what you choose to think is worth fighting about. That's good. And you know, as a, using that terminology, warrior, I like that. You know, men have a heart of a warrior. Our father is a warrior. It says the Lord is a warrior, right? It says that in scripture. Um, but but we fight for what? For truth, for good. We don't fight for ourselves selfishly. We don't fight to get our way. You know, when we fight, it's for a purpose, and it's a it's for a purpose that that um, protects and loves mm. and all those things. That's I good, agree man. With you completely, I love that. And that's what it says. What should we take away from this? That's I think that's what it means. That's good. Yeah, I love that. And there's power in there is power in turning the other cheek. You know, when Jesus said that. But what we always tell people, it doesn't mean do it out of fear. If you're turning the other cheek out of fear, it's not actually out of love. The con- you know, he turning the other cheek means I know I could, and I'm choosing not to. And there's power in that too. Yes. So that's good. Great question. I mean, All right. Know. Last one here is what do you know and think of Sparta, and what should we take from the Spartan men as men today? Interesting. So Sparta. This isn't necessarily a biblical question, but I like this it. Is Sparta. So, yep. Sparta was a city state, an ancient. Uh, Greece, Greek times, 
um, and they were renowned for their warrior culture. They were all warriors. Even the women were trained to fight to a degree. There's an old saying, though, like it was such a warrior culture that mothers would tell their sons, you know, um, was it either come back with your shield or on your shield, meaning you either either win or you come back dead. And um, so they had a lot of discipline, a lot of create. There's a lot of stories about what they did. Sent, some say they sent their, you know, children out when they come of age to kill like a wild animal, all kinds of things. Um, very harsh culture. Very, but they were also, people didn't mess with them. That's where the old saying comes where I believe it was Philip the Great came and said, hey, um, if you don't surrender, um, if we attack you, you'll be destroyed kind of thing. He, he can look. And then they said back to him, the Spartan response was just, if. Right. And then the other one is come and take them. Right. That's like, sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, do you know the exact quote, Funtern? Yeah. You have it pulled up? Go ahead. Uh, give me a second. I got to oh, Okay. Get so, why he's doing quotes. that? That's pretty cool, man, for the heart of a man. Um, it is. There's, you know, certainly some evil in that. Clearly, they weren't Christians. So, what <laughs> I think there's something to the idea, though, of there are things worth fighting for. Kind of goes with the last question. Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if invading Greece and receiving the submission of a, other key city-states, Philip uh, II of Mace- Macedonia sent a message to Sparta. If I invade Laconia, uh, you will be destroyed and never to rise again. The Spartan Ephedors replied with a single word, if. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which he did not, by the way. What, uh, if, you're, if you're Philip, what do you even say to that? Like, uh, he knew their reputation. Uh-huh. You, they you would know. have all died to the to the man. Well, you know, three hundred. Yes. That whole idea. That's that three hundred men held off that pass for a while. Uh-huh. Um, the, yeah. You know, the funny thing about the women is, uh, they said, like English women, civilized women, as they said, used to say to Laconian women, they would be like, "You are the only women in the world who can talk to men like that way." And Lithuanian women responded was like, "Because we are the only one that bring forth men into this world." Nice day. <laughs> Um, Philip, by the way, Philip II, that's Alexander the Great's dad. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So is Sparta still known for this kind of culture to this day? No, I don't think Sparta, the city, even exists anymore. Yeah. The, re- the ruins of it. Oh, gotcha. Um, but what can we take of that, man? I don't know. The confidence, the willingness to, you know, are there things you're willing to die for? Yeah, man. Faith and Higher to callings. fight. They, you know, and there is something, too. They fought for their, their families in a way, too, right? They fought to protect their city and... They would go, like you just heard, they'd go, 300 men held off thousands of people. I'd have to look it up. And they died to the man, by the way. Why? To protect their home. Man, you know, to protect their loved ones. And I think, you know, there's still beauty in that. What did Jesus do? There is, he man. died for us. He, Absolutely. he went to the ultimate place to, for his family, for lack of a better word. So, hey, you know that speaks to my heart. I'm all about. There, it is, man. You know, even, you know, I won't, like, I won't lie. Like, I a lot of the time for me, because I didn't really, like, grow up in that knowledge and didn't mm-hmm. grow up in, like, that kind of, like, a scene. Like, you know, so, you know, for a while, I feel like that stuff didn't really move me or inspire me, man. But it does, man. There is something that stirs my heart deep down when you talk about that stuff. You know, it reminds mm-hmm. me of the the one, uh, I can't remember if it was Army Commander, but, you know, when he 
looked at all of his guys and was like, you know, do you want to live forever? And then just went running into battle. I was like, that guy's insane. Mm-hmm. That's wild, dude. Oh, yeah, so we like, just read about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy, he's a wild guy. Man. The last guy to kill someone with a bow and arrow in a, in, in a war. It was World dude. War Two. Oh, the bagpipe man. guy, the mad bagpipe guy. <laughs> like, I mean, those guys. That's a cool around. story, man. I wish man. that dude that went out with a, he carried a sword and a bow into battle. I love that there's a photo of him. They caught a photo of him. It's so <laughs> you see him He's on the shore off. of Normandy with <laughs> a sword, dude. Like, <laughs> if you're shooting down on that guy, you got to go, what? Well, that's like the bagpipe guy. It's a different guy. They didn't uh, shoot him because they thought he was a madman. They're like, who is that guy? <laughs> he's just playing the bagpipes down in... Dude, yeah. I love the part where it was his uh, British commander cool. had a... Because he was Scottish, and there was an outlawed Scottish tune, and he looks over at the British commander and goes, just play it. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's marching playing this note that's illegal in Britain. <laughs> wow. That's just wild, man. So Dude, cool. I'm looking up that guy's name. Yeah, that's... Because uh, it's funny, like like I said, you know, growing up, you know, I didn't really... Mad Jack Churchill. Mad Jack Churchill. He was the last rec- ever recorded bow and arrow kill in World War II when he shot a German officer in 1940 while he was holding the village of Le Epinette. Oh, yeah, this guy also single-handedly just captured villages with a oh bow and a claymore. That's Bro, it. This is <laughs> this is crazy. When his company was trapped after the Battle of Epinette, just forgive my French, Churchill killed the first approaching Nazi soldier with his longbow, then used two machine guns to fight back until they ran out of ammunition. <laughs> he used a longbow. Look at that guy. Look at Mad Jack there as an old man. Oh, he lived, man. by the way. Oh, gosh, that dude's well, crazy. He also led from the front every time. Wow. Here's another thing. Isn't this also the guy who captured oh. a whole Nazi town and then yep. made them all march? And he all and then he so. went like back Nazi. for the other people? Yeah. Because he, he forgot a sword, right? Jack yep. Churchill added bagpipes. So he also carried bagpipes, a bow and arrow, and a sword. And he actually said, quote, any officer who goes into action without a sword is, properly, is improperly dressed. I'm trying to find some of the crazy things he did. That's right, because uh, he went against command, right, to go back to that town. He beca- when he was in his regiment, yeah. He became an excellent bagpipe player. Um, back in England, his life seemed dull, so he left to build his career. When war broke out, he was called to the colors. Blah, blah, blah. Churchill used his bow and arrow while on patrol, knowing the bow was an extraordinarily effective weapon in skilled hands, as it was silent and accurate up to 200 yards. When his company was trapped, he killed with longbow, and as I told him, and then he used two machine guns to fly back to the round of ammunition, and then he managed to get the remainder of his company to safety by leading them through the enemy lines at night despite being shot in the shoulder. Uh-huh. He was okay. a natural for the commandos. Uh, he encouraged men to play bagpipes. In fact, Churchill leapt into action playing the march of the Cameron men on the pipes and then hurled the first grenade before charging onwards. He had a basket hilt sword. Here he is in that picture we're talking about. That guy. Let's see. <laughs> Dude, he's so wild, man. <laughs> I love it. We oh, should, they have we film should... footage of it. They have film footage of it? Oh, yes. my gosh. That's incredible. Uh, the remainder of his war experience was just astonishing. He led troops through Sicily, um, encouraging him as always to sound bagpipes. Uh, using just his sword, he was responsible for the capture of 42 German troops and a yeah. mortar crew. <laughs> Gosh, man. Later, guy. he fought in Sla- Yugoslavia, where he was forced and sent to a concentration camp. He said to have been playing Will Ye Come Back Home Again on the bagpipes when a grenade exploded nearby, knocking him out. By the time he was a colonel, um, people at first assumed he was related to Winston Churchill. He tunneled his way out of 
Austria, only to be recaptured and sent to a POW camp in Austria. And then he managed to escape again and walked across a mountain pass to Italy. This guy. Dude, this is... Uh, kinda... You, you got to imagine the Nazis and everybody at this point are going, we just can't... We can't... We literally can't capture this guy. This guy's been captured multiple times, and he breaks out every time. Yeah, I'm trying to find that. I guess I'll do it another day. I don't want to make people wait, but there's that cool one about that that uh, that town where he went back, and that's what I'm trying to find. It's so cool. He just kind of walked in, and they were all like, oh, no, it's not this guy again. <laughs> they all just kind of were like, no, we're sorry. Take the, we, just leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, if I remember, the gist of it is essentially that he left his sword. He shot... He, he, that time he shot the Nazi. He was watching a German force advance from a tower in the little village of Elpenet. Churchill signaled his attack by shooting a Nazi sergeant through the chest with a barbed arrow, immediately followed by a hell of bullets. Um, man, he's a wild man. Mm-hmm. We should put that picture of him. I'll find the picture and, and put it up so people he can see him. He up a wire fence. He was captured. He snuck away. Walking. He walked 100 miles in a stolen rusted can to cook what he considered vegetables. He looted from Nazi-held fields. Um, Dude's wild. Man, that is so crazy, man. Yeah, sorry if everyone were quiet. I'm oh, still no. trying to Oh, find no, it's that, fine. Dude, it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's such good stuff, man. Just the the random stories you get of just people doing insanity is, is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a glint of psychopathy in Churchill during the war. He... If he kept it, he was tight-lid later on in life. He spent the last 37 years of his life sailing coal-filled ships along the uh, Thames River with his wife. Man. Man. I can't find it, but it's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, that he is the man. Yeah, he. the gist of it is that he just, he took, he, he fought in this town, like, essentially, like, they, they took control of the town. He went back. To his, they led uh, people out of it. Is yeah, what led, led people out. Realized that he forgot his sword. Said, "I'm going back for my sword." And 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 the higher ups, whoever they were, were like, "You're not going back." He's like, "I'm going back with or without you." <laughs> Walks were... back to this town, gets his sword, comes back, and and no one did a thing because they realized how much of a bad man he was. Yeah, dude, I, he came back, <laughs> and they were just like, "Oh no, 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 not that's not, not this guy again." Oh man. You just see him all going, no, no, just let him have this. It's not worth it. I don't know what to do with this guy, but it's not worth it. What oh, happened man. to Mad Jack's sword? <laughs> what happened to Mad Jack's sword? And the fact that there was two of these guys just randomly on the battlefield. you got to imagine, everybody does think that he's a ghost at this point mm, because he's he's on the beaches of Normandy. He's, on the, he's, he's in two places at once. <sighs> Dude's incredible. Until they realize that they're both two different guys. They just found two crazy Scotsmen that are just Fighting running around doing Jack. anything. Yeah, man. Fighting Jack is wild, man. It's crazy, man. But yeah, those those kind of guys, man. It's just a, you know, speaks to the heart of men. That wildness, man. It's just, it is inspiring. Here it is. <laughs> yes. With the help of a corporal, he infiltrated the town of Molina, uh, captured the post, took forty-two prisoners, including the mortar squad. He led the men and prisoners back down the pass with wounded, wounded being on carts pushed by German prisoners. He commented, "It was uh, blah blah blah." He later walked back to the town to retrieve his sword, which he had lost in hand-to-hand combat with the German regiment. On his way there, he encountered a uh, lost American patrol, mistakenly walking towards them in enemy lines. When the NC- NCO in command of the patrol refused to turn around, Churchill told him that he was going, 
he was going his own way and that he wouldn't come back for a bloody third time. <laughs> so he's like, if you guys get lost, I ain't coming back. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Anyway, good show. Yeah, man. How long have we been going, Fun Turn? Clearly a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like over an hour and like 16 minutes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. We, someday, man. Someday. One, one of these days, we'll get the article. You got anything man. you want to say? Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for the questions you ask. If you guys are watching from any of our social media platforms or even listening to the podcast, share it with somebody. You know, tell them why you like it. You know, we've had so many people, you know, ask us awesome questions, and that's from you guys sharing. So go ahead and do that, you know. And uh, other than that, I just love you guys so much. You guys are incredible. Fun turn? He says no. Hey, I don't have anything either. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Hey, remember this. It doesn't matter at the end of the day when you put your faith in Christ, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. There's going to be people that that uh, accuse you of not being real, that accuse you of not truly following. They're going to they're going to try to say all these kinds of things. It's going to happen. Jesus told us going to told us it's going to happen, but you got to cling to the truth. And the truth is is that he said he'll never let go of you. Jesus mm-hmm. said that himself and I believe John 14 Somewhere in there. So you can go look that up. So at the end of the day, if you put your faith in Jesus, you're secure. Nothing can take you from his hand. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, even you when you act like a knucklehead, right, like we all do. So God loves you so much. If you don't know him, even today he's chasing you, saying, wanting you to come home, wanting you to be saved, wanting you to have eternity with him. So you owe it to yourself to take that seriously and to look into that. God loves you right where you're at. Um, even in the muck of your life, if you're in, if you feel like you're trapped in, you know, mistakes and addictions and all those things, is that Jesus still loves you. You don't have to wait to get that cleaned up to be saved. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess to your lips that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you're willing to say you are who you say you are, I'm sorry for what I've done. I put my trust in you that you'll be saved. Period. That's it. So if God loves you. Have a great day, and God bless you.